Welcome to another episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast. I'm Joe. And this is your boy Eli. And today we're specifically going to be going over the February 1st episode of Monday Night Raw. Let's get into it. Let's get it. So I guess we can go ahead and get into Raw, which opened up with the Drew McIntyre segment. When I saw Drew McIntyre come out fully baby-oiled with his kilt on, the sword, I knew something was about to happen physically. <laughs> something was about to go down. <laughs> right. Although, um, there have, although there have been times where he would legit come out with the kilt and the sword and the baby oil and just talk, and I'm just like, what is promo? Yeah, I don't, I don't get what's going on. Like, who comes out like to just talk to somebody like this? I don't know. In the kilt, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's your heritage, so like, no disrespect, but yeah, like, no disrespect. Baby oil? yeah, you know what I mean, and I so, like, in this, so in this one, Drew was cutting a promo about like being on the road at WrestleMania and beating Goldberg. It was kind of weird because he was like, Drew was saying he earned Goldberg's respect and Goldberg earned his, and it was like a two minute match. <laughs> so, I really don't understand <laughs> how we got respect out of two minutes for fighting, but um. It is. There's not enough time to gain somebody's respect. <laughs> right. I feel like you gotta, you gotta go to war. Like, I mean, you know, if people like Orton and uh, Edge, they went to war like all summer, and they still don't respect each other. So it's like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Um, yeah. And then, I mean, the reason why they were beefing was so minuscule that I guess they would make up that fast. Because <laughs> yeah. like, what were they even mad at each other about? It was just more so like, you're disrespecting, even though you're being respectful the whole night. Yeah, when the legends were here, that's basically like what <laughs> yeah, yeah. The basis of it was so small. I'm delusional. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, and Drew is Drew is pretty much doing like every opener. Like this is what every single opener does. Like he explains everything that happened the, the night before, like that's or the week before. That's pretty much what what every opener does. Um, and like Edge interrupts him, and then Shamus Sheamus interrupts. So, um, and this, I don't think Edge actually chose a mania opponent. He was just saying he was, he's still going to think about it, right? Um, yeah, he was kind of mulling it over. Like, you might be one of the people I pick. So, right. basically, stop being so nice to me and stop praising me. Yeah, which I actually like. Like, uh, Edge kind of brings a fire. He kind of brings, like, a fire to Raw that nobody really has. Like, yeah. Orton, Orton can be fire on promos, but it's in a different way. Like, Edge is, like, yeah. hungry. Like, he's a veteran, mm-hmm. but he's absolutely hungry. He's and, trying to claw his way back to prove himself. Yeah. And yeah. and I actually like this promo minus the part where Sheamus butt in. Like when Sheamus butt in, I was like, okay, this is every other promo on Monday Night Raw. Like, I absolutely hate <laughs> it. Um, but you know, like for one again, for once, I was okay with the opening segment. But once Sheamus butted in, and you know, it, it felt a little bit stale. Like it felt a little like, okay, this is every other episode of Monday Night Raw. And then of course when he bro kicked him and stuff, I was just like, okay. The story and the build up for that was like absolutely nothing. Like you could have had this man turn on Drew. At any point in time, it could have been when he was, you know, fighting with Keith Lee for the, you know, number one contendership. But to do it now, like, it just felt so random. Like, all right, we got to give him a random opponent before Mania, basically. Yeah, it, it kind of it was very weird um, to, for them to just do that right there. I was honestly shocked. Like, I thought Shane was just coming out to have his back because, you know, Edge was talking crazy. And then he just broke, kicked him out of nowhere. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and then for me, it was like, 
I knew this was going to happen, but I'm surprised they pulled the trigger right now. Yeah. When like it's obvious that he may be going against Edge possibly. So that that part was very interesting to me, but it was definitely nice to see Edge just be back. I kind of felt some old heel Edge a little bit in his promo. I did. Like, is he about to run as a heel here soon? Like, because I feel like if he's going against Drew, he's got to be the heel. Because they're still trying to make Drew be like this babyface champion, and I'm respectable and all this stuff. So I I feel like Edge has got to be turning back into like this heel character, and I feel like that's when he's at his best too, when he's like this petty heel. You know, character. Yeah, and the way he was cutting that promo about you know what I'm saying stop being nice to me, like it seemed yeah. like the type to just like just slap him and see what he's gonna do about it. Like I like that though. <laughs> what are you like gonna that. do, Andrew? <laughs> what are you gonna do? And then like they after like okay, so like after the break, like they're interviewing Seamus and saying he's no longer his friend after 15 years. Like it just seemed very anticlimactic. Yes, I get it. It's for the WWE title, but he could have did this at any point in time. So. It just mm-hmm. it felt like if it, it was this just wasn't the this wasn't the term we was really looking for. Like it, it was kinda odd, like rushed last minute. Yeah. And I feel like it's obvious that Drew's gonna go into WrestleMania as champion, so we already know that Seamus is gonna beat him. And like Seamus's time has kind of came and went, yeah. you know what I mean, a little bit. So I don't really foresee him winning that. Maybe like a mid tier title, like a mid card title. I can see that. I can see that, but as far as the WWE championship, I don't think this is gonna be something he wins anytime soon yeah and then but i don't know and then they actually like so all right so we've seen this match like the riddle versus lastly for the u.s title i <laughs> i thought i'd be sick of it because it's like the third or fourth time and then like in in the first like three or four minutes i was actually entertained i was like wait okay <laughs> like all right i'm actually entertained by this and then bobby gets disqualified like by putting a hurt lock on him while he's in the ropes. Yeah. i'm like bro another match on raw to instant dq so now we got to see it a fifth time because it's, it's still not over with like i feel like raw has so many matches that ends in dq like wins and losses mean absolutely nothing like um nothing, and for me it sucks because it was actually decent in the beginning like I love that uh, one-handed slam Bobby Lashley does where he kind of, like, ragdolls Riddle a little bit. Um, and Riddle <laughs> has a good style to mix with it. But I just – I don't know. I don't I, mean, I don't even get the point of booking this match again if we were just kind of in like this again. Yeah. I feel like I had high hopes because Riddle did well in the Rumble. Yeah. And I almost saw, like, shades of old Matt Riddle a little bit, like NXT Matt Riddle yeah, yeah. in that Rumble match. And I felt like they were going to go with him. And then he had the title fight. And it was like, he's been going against this dude for so long. It only makes sense for us to, for us to pay off with him winning the U.S. title. Right. But it was like, nah. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby brought it to him early. He was ragdolling him. He had the herlock on him in the ropes, which led to the DQ. And Riddle and... still tapped out even though he was in the ropes. So, like, it yeah. didn't benefit him at all. Like, it still didn't benefit him. No, it didn't. It didn't. I definitely would have appreciated more of a fair fight, though. Like, if they would have actually, like, had a really nice U.S. title feud fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but they they chose the DQ. So, I feel like at this point, either it's going to be Riddle coming back and just being like, I didn't get a fair match and then a DQ. Or they just need to stop with the Riddle versus Bobby thing and just kind of drop it yeah. and go with something new. You know what I mean? Have a new wrestler going against him. Yeah, which sucks because, like, when he first started out, like, on the main roster, like, going against AJ, I swear he won his first match. So it was like, all right, this is yeah. this is somebody we're at least going to push for the IC title. So the fact that he's not still not beating Bobby, like, it's a little confusing. Um, that's yeah, like there's all these wrestlers that get these opportunities and then they just kind of after a while they give up on them and they just kind of go back to the bottom right and, <laughs> it's crazy and this bad bunny thing so they had bad bunny arrived to raw i guess in the i don't even know what kind of car it was 
Uh, so Bugatti. It was a Bugatti. A Bugatti. Bugatti. Yep. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think about just this whole? And I know we're gonna talk about it later with the match that the uh, the Miz and it was it was a Miz and Damian Priest or whatever. But like, what do you just think about his involvement in the segment? Like, is it good for it or not? Or I mean, I I personally think I guess like any kind of celebrity endorsement is good for Raw, but it's like it can get a little yeah. bit hokey like at times. You know what I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the Bugatti pull up, I was like, "Who is this? Right. Like, I don't. <laughs> who's this about to be?" And like, I even saw on social media that he was gonna be there, but I was like, "Whose car is this?" And then it pulled up, and it was Bad Bunny. Um, I think it's cool. Like, he's a big wrestling fan. Like, he's had like music videos where he's wearing Eddie Guerrero t-shirts, yeah. like Rey Mysterio I mean, he shirts. Made a like, he's really into wrestling. Like, yeah. yeah, he made a Booker T song. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like with fans like that that are like are celebrities, but they still respect the product and get it. I don't mind exactly. being involved okay. in it. You know yeah. what I mean? But if it's like a random person like Kevin Hart, like we know Kevin Hart probably don't watch wrestling. Like, why is he here? He's here you to promote like, that's when, like a man. He's going to leave. Yeah, that's when it gets a little hokey for me. But if you're really a true fan of the product, then I respect yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what's, and what's I guess up? that was my perspective too. Like, I was going to ask about that because I remember so many weeks, uh, they used to do this a long time ago when they would have like a celebrity come like on every – Almost, it felt like almost every other episode of Monday Night Raw, they'd have a celebrity and be like, "Oh, it's Kevin Hart, and he's promoting the movie Think Like a Man too, or whatever." And like, he ends up clotheslining the Undertaker. I'm like, "This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, do not, like, I'm not, I'm not cool with the celebrity endorsements when they don't respect yeah. the craft and like they just get in there and just do like goofy stuff." Yo, yo, remember uh, Levar Ball had his sons on there, and one of them said something on the mic. Yo, I can't say, I can't say what I want to say. Right. I can't say, right. it, but I know what you're like, talking about. Yo, it's like, <laughs> yo, I'm not cool with them. Beat like, that, beat that. Yeah, it's like, bro, they they probably would never give a celebrity another live mic just for like him like doing stuff like that. So like, when people come in and they don't respect the craft. It's like that's the results, and that's the kind of stuff we get, and that's why like a lot of wrestling fans, I can see them looking at it and be like, "All right, what is this guy here to do?" Or like even like the John Stewart thing, like him hitting John Cena with the chair at SummerSlam, cost him the title, whatever. I'm like, "Bro, he, mm-hmm. bro, he's not built like that. Like he can't do that." Like when they had them in yeah. major angles and stuff like that, like where's a world title change? I'm like, "Okay, whoa, slow your roll." Like I get you're you may be a fan or whatever, but eh, you got your limitations or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I'm cool with them doing whatever they did tonight, like to that extent. It's just, all right, don't like drag this too far. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep it within the realm yeah. of possible stuff that can happen in real life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think he did very good promo wise, though. Like, he was really good and the charisma was there. It seemed like he was really enjoying yeah. himself. And I feel like that's the part that makes it good. It's like the person actually wants to be there and they're not just plugging in these lines. They're actually being the organic sales. Or they're and check out my movie so on that was Friday. Cool. Like, nah. Even though he's he's kind of promoting the single Booger T, but then also kind of ties back into like his love for yeah. wrestling. So I'm not I'm mad at it. it. Yeah, I'm not okay. mad at it. Just making sure we're on the same um, page. I didn't like Morrison singing his song. With Dog, I did not like those. Really <laughs> he's like, eh, eh. and I was like, bro, go sit down, man. Just sit down. Morrison always makes me mad. Like, what what are you saying right now? What are you doing? Just be yeah, quiet. The bro. Miz, the Miz TV segment that they did. I mean, to me, low key, low key, it was kind of funny with the Miz standing there acting like Booker T. Because again, I have no idea why they had that man Booker <laughs> T out there for that um, for the performance. Like, if you're yeah. only going to say that one line at the end, he could have just popped out there at the end. But it was like it was kind of distracting with Booker T. Just kind of standing there like an action figure. 
and saying nothing at all, like kind of like I can't do what is this man is like dancing around you. Like I didn't I didn't get that part. But um so there's a music video for the song, yeah. and it's essentially like the same thing. Like he's kind of standing there looking serious while he's rapping. Okay, the okay, song. okay. So I think they were trying to like go for redoing, redoing the video the okay. in a way for the performance. Because okay. yeah. I've only saw like I have not sat there and watched the entire music video. I just watched the part at the end where Prince's like, "Hey, yeah. did this sucker?" Like, I I saw that part. So okay, it makes a little bit more sense now. But I mean, eh, whatever. Okay, yeah, could have done without it. He could have just came out at the end and be like, and then Michael Cole would be like, "Oh my, it's Hall of Famer Booker T." Like whatever, doing a corner stuff he does. Um, but yeah, for the Miss TV segment, like I'm not a fan of these anymore. I think I was maybe a fan of like mm-hmm. maybe the first one or something they did, but after that, it's just pretty much going downhill. Like since then, like the Gilbert mm-hmm. segment, the night before TLC. Um, I'm sick of these. Oh no, don't remind these me. These were like mo- for the most part they've been cringeworthy, and it's just been a way to kill 15 minutes of, of TV time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know. I I hated like just the premise of it. It's like so Miz and Morrison want to help Bad Bunny become a wrestler in exchange for them recording their album. Like it was, it was just very cringy to me. Um, I'm guessing this was really their only way of introducing Damian Priest. Um, and that was like it. Because if you remember, I think we were reading a few weeks ago where we were saying that they were originally going to introduce Damian Priest in the Kevin Owens uh, in Roman Reigns view by introducing them him as uh, Kevin Owens' best friend, and they were like, this makes absolutely no sense at all. So I guess they mm-hmm. subbed it out for saying, okay, Bad Bunny's got some kind of connection with him. That connection, I don't get it. I didn't really understand it, but it is what it is. They just yeah. introduced him. I feel like it's it's not a bad way to debut, though. Like, you have a celebrity there, and then if there are people that aren't fans of the product, they might look and be like, oh, who's this wrestler with yeah. him? And then they might get interested. So I feel like it's not a bad way to debut. But I get what you're saying. What's this connection? Do he be There's making no do he be making beats in the studio? Like what is what is he what is Damien Priest's connection? Do he pop lock it? Do he pop lock <laughs> when he in the studio to bring the vibes? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know, but I guess they did all this to set up the, the Miz and Damien Priest match. Um what do you think about the actual match itself, like his debut? Uh, it was pretty solid. Uh, I think it was a cool little debut. He's an agile and quick dude for his size. I said that too. Like some of the stuff that he, some of the stuff he does in the match, I'm just like, yo, like you shouldn't be able to do that as tall right. as you are. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Uh, I'm really here for the arrow thing he does before his moves. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> At first, when I first saw him, I was like, okay, this is kind of corny. Like I get you're an archer or whatever, but then like as it, I've kind of seen him more and more. I've kind of liked him more. And then I wasn't mad at Bad Bunny getting involved in the match. So I thought it was cool. Um, and then, yeah, he smacked up. And then uh, Priest finisher. He's got a pretty dope finisher, too. It's, like, quick and kind of doesn't take too much time. It's just you hit, hit you real quick and then match over. Yeah, I said, this, I said the same cool. thing. Not a bad not a bad. I said dude. the same thing. I think his finisher is called a Reckoning. And then he also has a move that's like a, it's like a Falcon Arrow. It's like a setup to a Falcon Arrow. So I liked it, like. It's an interesting dude. Dude has an interesting build, and I like how he's a big man, but he doesn't move like, you know, Kane or anybody does. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or even like Corbin, like he's quicker than that. Like, I like it. So, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious to see what the, what they do. I think I last saw him at um, Survivors that one Survivor Series a real, real long time ago, like last year or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, not yeah. bad debut. I just kind of hope they drop the bad bunny thing 
and uh, just let him run solo. Like I feel like he doesn't need an endorsement from Kevin Owens or Bad Bunny. They can just have him like, okay, like I'm coming to my own as a character. Like have him talking to Mike like a little bit more from that, you know. So, mm-hmm. And then but they had the the triple threat match with the. Uh, all right, so the setup for the 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 Charlotte and Oscar and Naomi and Lana and Mandy and Dana, like the winners face Nia and Shayna for the tag titles. Uh, what do you think about them just pairing Naomi and Lana together after Naomi's been gone for, I don't know, most of the year and then just throwing the tag team? It felt very random. Like, this is a very unlikely pair. <laughs> and I was even shocked that they even won the match. I was just like, uh, right. okay. <laughs> but then I feel like it. I'm not mad at Naomi coming back and being kind of projected into this title yeah. situation. Because it kind of brings her back to a place of importance. Like, she is a former champion, and she is this great veteran women's wrestler. So it kind of makes you respect her. But I'm like, she's bringing Lana, Lana right. with her. And I feel like that's some weird baggage that's for her to the carry portion I don't know about. after she's been gone for yeah. so long. But then I'm like, if they win the titles, it's good for Lana, because then Lana doesn't look as bad yeah. as she did. But we still won't forget what they did last year uh-huh. with Lana. <laughs> like, I'm always going to remember how poorly they did her. You know what I mean? Just because, like, Rusev left the company. Or that's the reason why, but um, I would never forget, like, how bad Lana looked last year. So, I don't know. We'll yeah, see I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with it. Like, I'm here for Naomi getting a push because I feel like her title push was, like, one of the most forgotten. Like, people kind of forget, like, she held that title or whatever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, she needs to be back in a title picture, even if it's not for Asa's title. Um, so, but for the, I mean, as for the actual match, really, I was just looking at Naomi and just seeing how she'd be featured. Um, the pace kind of picked up mm-hmm. after Naomi um, kind of came in and everybody started hitting their finisher. Um, the finish of the actual match, it was a little bit hokey for me. Like, I think what Lacey comes out and distracts Charlotte and Charlotte just starts walking to the back to go get her. Like, I was like, okay. And like leaves. <laughs> Oscar in the ring, and of course Naomi hits the rear view and wins it. I mean, they kind of for me they kind of ruined the match with the with, with the Lacey Evans distraction because it's like you've now tied all these tag teams in with this one Lacey and Charlotte feud. Like, man, that was kind of a little bit old to me. Um, but again, I'm cool with I'm cool with Naomi and Lana getting the win, just as long as they end up winning the titles and it's not just okay. We're just gonna put Naomi in just another match because we had nothing to do with it right now. Like a placeholder. Yeah. yeah. I think it was definitely good to see Naomi back just wrestling again on TV. Because I don't know if they're going to bring it to SmackDown or Raw. And I'm kind of glad they brought it to Raw because Raw definitely needs more women talent yeah. over there. Um, They definitely need her. I'm not going to lie. I like Mandy and Dana as a tag team. Like, I really finally like the got, look. Finally got and into I the feel look. like, yeah, <laughs> I'm into the look. And I feel like they yeah. need each other. Because Mandy is still kind of green around the edges a little bit. And then Dana, she's she's getting really she good is. as a wrestler. Um, I just think she needs some, like, character work. But I think they definitely need each other. So I'm really looking forward to them doing more in the future. I was a little disappointed they didn't win the match. Though. I wanted yeah. them to win out of everybody. Just because, like, they've been trying to build them for so long. And they're supposed to be in the Survivor Series match. And then they weren't. Like, I feel like they deserve much more as a tag team. Because they've been doing a lot of work. You know what I mean? So I would like to see that. Um, I think Lana looked pretty decent in this match. I feel like her tagging with Naomi kind of covers up some of her flaws a little bit. So, yeah, it makes her look more legit. So I think this tag team might work for us. It's it's a weird pairing, you know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather not, but I feel like it would help her in some ways. Um, 
yeah, it was it was a decent little match. I just wish that you know Dana and Mandy could you know not be skipped over as much and just kind of have won yeah. the match. You know, I'm actually in the same. Forward. I'm on the same page with you because it's like they've had this. I don't even know. They need to give them a tag team name for one because it's like. Dana and Mandy, I don't know. Like it's always been like a character development thing for me. It's like, okay, you put these two blondes together. What do they do? You have them mm-hmm. randomly, like randomly before the match, they'll just start doing like some curls or something like that, or like stretching or whatever. <laughs> Flexing. Flexing I feel biceps. like you need to just call them like muscle and fitness from now on or something like that. Should be their name, like muscle and fitness. Like, I don't know. Cause that's yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh so, but they kind of need to be yeah. like muscle and fitness or whatever, like, and that needs to be their gimmick. And we needed to kind of see that more because we just kind of see them stretching before the matches or like doing something with some bands or whatever. And we need some more character development for them or a gimmick to kind of like, okay, this is their thing. This is what they do. Give them some more time on the microphone, talking about how they deserve a shot. Like, I thought that this was going to be it. I thought yep. that this was going to be like, okay, now we're going to get payback on. Uh, Naya and Shayna because they took us out before the Survivor Series match so we couldn't even be in the match in the pairing which would have made perfect sense but they went with Naomi and Lana okay whatever you know um, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with this tag team now because now they're totally out of the tag team title <laughs> picture I don't get it um, I don't know yeah we'll wasted we'll opportunity see, for me. we'll see um, oh, yeah <laughs> The the Drew segment they did where it sounded like he was about to be on the brink of tears. Um, Sheamus, uh, he looked he very looked stressed. stressed, bro. Like it sounded like it's it for real. It sounded like he was about to cry in the car, like for real. Um, he was just like he was like we went, we spent Christmas in a diner together because we had nobody else. You're gonna throw this all away over this? Like I thought, I legit thought he was gonna cry in this. <laughs> <laughs> I should be laughing, but yeah, he was into it, man. He is, he, he, man. he, he was, yeah. Like it sounded like they had a lot of history, but which again, it just doesn't make sense to me for this turn to be on Raw. But I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll just buy into the story, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he definitely looked very, very stressed out, <laughs> but like I kind of liked him drawing on like the friendship between him and Sheamus a little bit, and I think it showed more if yeah. he like a baby face. A little bit like made you kind of feel for him, <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I feel like the title fight will be interesting. We know Sheamus is exactly. probably gonna lose <laughs> most likely, but I think it'll be a good match as far as like the emotions that are there. Um, but I wonder if like him having his feelings hurt will be leading to him being like less respectful yeah. of other people and kind of having more of an edge on his shoulder. But I don't know, our we'll, kids were supposed we'll to go to I college have. together, <laughs> <laughs> he was really into it. Your daughter was supposed to marry my son. <laughs> yeah, he was real. He was mad emotional about that, bro. Uh, but and uh, I did he like was. again. I did like Edge's quick promo he did or whatever, kind of promoting this Randy and Edge uh, match. Not that it needed more promo. Like I mean, we already know the story behind the two. Uh, but again, I think Edge kind of brings yeah. that that passion and that fire to Raw that they're missing. Like they need somebody like this. They've needed someone like this for a long time. So, um, man, just excited to see where that goes with that. Um, this whole, this whole Alexa Bliss yeah. and Nikki Cross thing, I forgot we were still doing this. Honestly, um, they because they kind of <laughs> put this rivalry on hold for the Oscar thing. Like they had been doing the Oscar, the Oscar and the Alexa Bliss thing for the last few weeks with, you know, Alexa being able to turn and stuff. 
Like I totally forgot that Nikki Cross and her were best friends <laughs> before she was with the Fiend because Raw just be all over the place. Um, but for that me, does. they did way too much talking at the beginning of the match for me. <laughs> like Nikki Cross was like, "You were my best friend. Now you're not. This is who we are now. But this is you, so I must accept it." I was just like, "This is," and she's like shouting this across the ring. I was like, "This is way too much." And like even. Even when she was putting Alexa in a headlock, she was like, "You're my best friend. What is this?" I'm just like, it, it, it was like the entire match. She was like, "What do you want from me? I, this is what I've done." I was just like, "Yeah." I was, I was kind of, I was really, really over it, um, especially like midway through the match. Um, and then I do kind of wonder about the camera tricks and when they're recording Raw and how live it is. That was probably the one thing I took away from the yeah. match because I was like, "All right, we saw what she was wearing at the beginning of the match." And then would lend a snap, like, you know, Alexa is completely. Not only it's not just like an outfit change. Like her hair is pressed. Like she's 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 got she's got a totally different outfit <laughs> on. Like she's clearly had a stylist, like some makeup, like some. There's something different. I'm like, okay, is Raw not live anymore? Like, what's going on? Like that's the one thing I took away from this match. Like the rest, I hated it. Yeah, I was looking to say thing. Like this can't be live. Like <laughs> yeah. they're lying. Like this recording. This recording. This was recording yesterday. <laughs> It had to have been like this recorder must be live because this isn't live. And my thing was like, I wonder how long can they get away with these camera tricks, especially when the fans eventually come back. You know what I mean? That was like the main thing I took away too. I think it was cool to see Nikki doing something again for once because I honestly forgot Same, she was on the roster. <laughs> like our music yeah, played, I was right, like, who's right. that? I don't know. <laughs> who's a superstar? And I was like, oh yeah, it's Nikki. Nikki Cross, she's Ain't here. <laughs> um, and it was just crazy to think like when they're in the match to get like you said, like it's. They were partners at one point, but like all this stuff has happened with Alexa's character, you forget all about that because she's like a completely different character. And then when she popped up as her old self, I was just like, "That's how she used to look." Like, <laughs> like she's changed so much as far as like this fiendish character that, like, I, I haven't really liked it yeah. as much for real. But like, they've actually done a good job with it, making it seem like she's really like demented and you know taken over by the fiend because you can't really tell she's the same person anymore. So. It was it was interesting, but yeah, the camera trick stuff was like yeah, I've had okay, enough. Enough. I've I personally <laughs> enough of this. since the yeah. pandemic and everything, I'm personally not a fan of the theatrics. Like, I think they kind of started this at WrestleMania yeah. with the Boneyard match. I know you said you actually liked that. Absolutely hated it. Um, I am I not it. a fan of the breaking kayfabe whole. Um, well, I wouldn't even call it like breaking kayfabe. I, I I just say like theatric matches. Like I'm just not a fan of the, the theatric ultimate deletion type. I mean, it's entertaining, but when you do it on a weekly basis, it kind of mm-hmm. takes away from the the realism of it for me. It's like okay, they're doing something hokey. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I'm just not a fan. So like, it's it's just the fact that they've done this consistently every single week. Pretty much since the pandemic, they've either done something with the fiend or they've done something with Alexa, like these camera tricks, and it's just like, eh, it's kind of lost its thunder for me, you know. But maybe that's just me personally. Maybe nobody else thinks like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was kind of over it. I was like, all right, so Raw isn't live anymore. Okay, so they're lying. This is clearly recorded yesterday because she is a whole nother person. Um, you can't even change like that in like an hour. Like it was just totally different. I was like, this is nah, live. Like, nah. oh. Her hair was too perfect. And then the went back to the original. Different. I was like, okay, nah. this had to be recorded on two separate days. This is not possible. Had to yeah. be. Had to um, be. <laughs> and then, yeah, so we already know the finish of that match with the Alexa winning and stuff. But the 
so for me, like just having Alexa having went up the aisle after you know Orton was coming down, I was like, okay, this match is probably going to end in DQ or outside interference. So it just immediately distracted for the main event for me, just because they had the Alexa match before then, and they've had Alexa and Orton in every single Monday Night Raw, either ending the show or opening the show. So it was really a distraction for the mm-hmm. for the main event that we were going to get with Edge and Orton. Um, Thankfully, it didn't in NDQ. Uh, what do you think of the actual match itself? I think, first off, um, I definitely like uh, Randy coming out just being so focused on Edge that he ignored Alexa. Like, he didn't even acknowledge her. I love that. And that made me think, like, oh, it's over. Like, <laughs> we've moved past it. Randy's on the Edge now, something new. But no. But no, it didn't end like that. Um, but yeah, as far as the match, Edge was getting beat down. <laughs> he was getting beat down for a little minute. Like, I was like, damn, it's not even competitive at all. <laughs> like, he just beating the brakes off of Edge. Um, but I did like the commentators just kind of breaking down how Edge hasn't been in great ring shape since he's been gone for, like, seven months. So that that made sense. And then it kind of showed, like, more of Edge's character. Like, he's still kind of climbing back Ooh. to the Edge that he was. So I like I that. You, did, you like You like that? Damn. You like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I like him slowly coming back, back in the match and kind of fighting his way back into it. But then right <laughs> started beating the brakes off him again. <laughs> um, and then I just knew Alexa had to interfere somehow. Like I was like, he didn't acknowledge her. I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, she's probably upset about that. Like she probably upset that me. He didn't look at her. And now, yeah, <laughs> and like now yeah. she wants that attention. And then once they started, like when he started doing the uh, when he beats the mat before the RKO, which kind of alerts the your enemy that you're about to RKO him, but whatever. Uh, he's beating the mat, and then the camera zoomed all know. the way into his face. I was like, something's about to happen. Either the Fiend's going to show up, or Alexa's about to be right there, and then Alexa's right there on the top rope. Yep. And I was like, well, okay, match What's over. <laughs> match over. And then he was just distracted, and then Edge ended up pulling it off. I'm glad Edge got the win, um, but I just didn't really care for like the Alexa involvement. Um, I feel like at this point, bring the yes. Fiend back and just wrap this up. Like, but I feel like it's probably gonna end at yeah. media. That's what I see happening. They wouldn't just end it now. I feel right. like they're gonna. And when I saw when I saw him beating the mat in yeah. there, I was like, "All right, you might as well just slap the WWE logo and copyright logo up because this is about to end the DQ or somebody's about to get distracted and, and losing that." So, um, and we've been watching <laughs> Raw long enough to know like exactly what's gonna happen. So, yeah, with the whole Alexa thing mm-hmm. with blood coming out of her mouth, I was like, "Eh, you know, I wasn't really." Amazed by it because we've seen again, we've seen stuff like this happening like every single week, and then plus, we've seen Abaddon on, on AEW, so we're not mm-hmm. scared. Um, yeah, <laughs> so we've seen that. We're like, okay, we've already seen that, bro. We, we know we, we, we know the deal, but the biggest take home for me, I was at least happy that Edge got the win via a spear, so he can at least say he got a victory, and this not ending in like Alexa jumping on his back and ending in DQ. Like, no, the Edge and Orton feud is not closed. But maybe we can push source closer because you know Orton got a, a loss here. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're gonna push to end yeah. this towards Mania, which is very unfortunate because there is a lot of time between here and like April or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Overall, typical episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, I never give it? these things over three stars, bro. And I can't see this. I mean, honestly, the three seems generous right now. Um, let me just look at the matches we have. We have the, mm-hmm. we, so we had Edge and Wharton in an actual match. Okay. <laughs> and then Damian Priest. And the lastly, yeah. 
Man, it is a low three. It is a low three for me. I gave it a three out of five stars, too. We forgot to mention ah, that yeah, yeah. Carlito returned on Raw. So I'm adding that to being the three stars. And then just seeing Edge came coming back, like I feel like Edge added a flair right. to Raw that Raw needed. Like it added more star power because I feel like it's been kind of lacking for a little bit. And I feel like him coming back made it a little more fresh. We got Charlotte, we got Edge, we got Naomi coming back. Nikki Cross, Damian Priest. Like I feel like they're starting to kind of go in the right direction, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it because Raw always drops the ball. But I definitely gave it a three out of five. It wasn't that yeah, bad of a show, fair. That's but it was still Raw. Well, that was another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. And please do remember, if you did not like this episode, you cannot complain about it because we told you it was trash from the jump. It's the Off Wrestling Peace. Podcast. We'll see y'all next. Get a beat,